You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I lean into it a little bit more and I'm the bad guy a little bit more than I, than it's I would so like to be. It's so funny you say that because I feel like I'm way harder on the kids than you are. Hmm. You're, you're getting much better, but you'll be like, let's go get some toys. Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm I've got like, a- You guys are getting fucking anything. You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Oh, 126, babe. Four bar break, babe. Four bar break, 126. <laughs> Is that your favorite number? 26? Yeah. No, one twenty six. How long have you no, known? I, I know that twenty six is your favorite number. What about what's one? Uh, the number before it. No, but that's not a, that's not your favorite number. No, but like this is a recording one twenty six. It just ends in twenty six. Okay, like it's no big deal. I just want to call it out. Okay. When you see your favorite number, do you not call it out? Yeah, as as long as it's solo. You will only call your favorite number like, out if, if you it's saw, solo? It, yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, it's just in like a group of numbers. If you saw a license plate that said 4126, would you be like, oh my God. First of all, if I thaw anything, I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. We all <laughs> if you thought that. it. If you thought it. What's your, what is your favorite number? You uh, don't really have a favorite. I like 11. 11, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think it's 11, but it is. is it really like your favorite number? The only reason it's my favorite number is truly because it was my dad's favorite number. And he always had it on his basketball jersey when I used to go watch him at Conestoga College. He'd have it and he said it was his favorite number. Your dad's favorite number like, is actually 18. No, well, when it was 11. When I made I was that young. up too. I, was, I just wanted to see if you actually like, no, it's 11. If you're mm. going to fight. And me. like my dad didn't really have a favorite number, but I remember him being like, yeah, I like 11. And I'm like, well, then I like 11. Your dad's an athlete. I would have. I, I thought you were going to say your dad's an asshole. No. Is that what you thought, dude? It was set up for that. Was, I don't swear on this podcast, Brittany. <laughs> I'll just let me just post the promo from last week where it's all F. That's that's me mimicking a situation that you literally said in real life. 
I wasn't on the podcast when I said it in real life. I said, I don't well, swear you said on the it podcast. On the, but you did swear. Anyways, your dad's an athlete. He strikes me as someone who would have a favorite number. I, I find it's that athletes have favorite numbers. Mm. I think it's just whatever jersey they have. And they maybe had like a really good season. So they're like, well, this is obviously my favorite number. I don't really think it has anything more to do with when I started that. When I started playing football, this is how I always, I always look at like sports. I love sports for this reason. When I first started playing football, I was given the number 41. Mm-hmm. The number 41 for the exception of one player in the NFL in the history of ever, maybe two players in the NFL, number 41 is given to the guy that has no potential. What? It's 41? Like, it's like the no potential number. Really? Oh, yeah. Is that like, like known? It's like. Did you know that? Here are the jerseys that we still have left over. Which one do you want? I'll oh. take 41. Really? Yeah. Stupid. And the reason I took 41 my first year is because my dad at one point in time wore the number 14 and I, it was just reverse. But yeah. your first year of any sports, when you sign up for it, nobody's seen you play. Nobody's seen what you're capable of. You show up and you get your stuff, right? And so in, in football, you show up, you got your shoulder pads, you got your helmets, you got all the stuff that you needed because unlike hockey, you don't bring your own equipment. So the 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 organization gives you the equipment and they gave me the number 41, which was like no potential number. So the next year that I played football, my number was 10 and I was so proud of it because, no, my number was 16. I'm so proud of it because <laughs> I, got a lot to, to me. I got to pick my number. <laughs> I'm so interested. I'm going to actually do a poll on the on the gram to see if other people knew that i want the women to ask their husbands if this was like a well-known thing well-known about 41. Thing. not 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 the number 41 specifically a number that's what like, you said no a number like 41 that has like <laughs> like 31 no yeah what else 31, is like 31 41? would be the same the same thing anything in the 51 anything in the 40s anything in the 30s these are these 71? are numbers these are numbers that are given to people who have no what do you mean potential. like is it the higher the number like the less potential no, no see also how high can the number go 99 I 99 guess? yeah okay. so it depends it depends and hockey has really kind of flipped this on its head because uh, like guys like Sidney Crosby went with 87 because he's born in 87 yeah uh McDavid went with 97 because he was born in 97 and the NHL has weird numbers now because guys like weird numbers like my my best buddy growing up wore number 53 which is a weird number but he likes the number. Like, according to who? I also, this is going like so Sports. unhinged. Like, okay, I was first on board when you said 41 is like a universal shit number. But now it you're is. like, no, no. Now you said numbers like 41. Like, the, what What do you mean? The 40s and the, the sorry, the 40s and the 50s are like shit numbers. Okay, so now In it's, football, <laughs> the 80s are, are receivers. Interesting. The 90s, again- it's now changed because defensive linemen now wear like 99 and 90 and those numbers are cool now. But for the longest time, the 90s were shit numbers. The 50s were shit numbers. The 40s were shit numbers. To a certain degree, the 30s were shit numbers. Oh, my God. What is that? Like one to 20. One to 20 is is like the key, key athletes. Wow. The, the key athletes. Definitely the not 60s 41, are, The 60s are the offensive linemen. The 80s are the key athletes. Mm. I ever That's get 41, how it was. I'm going to be fucking pissed. Anyways, I was given 41, which means I didn't get to choose my jersey. The next year I was 16, which meant I proved myself year one. And now it was like, all right, here are the top 10 guys. Pick your numbers. I got 16. I chose 16. Mm. And then I was 16 and 10 my whole life as a quarterback. And then when I recognized because my dad was truthful and said, Ryan, like, you're not that good at quarterback. You're not that guy. If you want to play football, 
at a higher level, you're not tall enough, you're not fast enough, and your arm's not good enough, which means like I'm wow. relatively like, not good at the But you have other sport. skills. He said, but you'd be exceptionally talented on defense. Well, I couldn't wear 16 or 10 as a DB, so I went with 26 because mm. the two numbers together equals 26, and now 26 is my number. What a great background yeah. on that. <laughs> but I'm not 41. Mm. Okay, I, let's do I love you and you're annoying. Do you okay. have one? Nope, go ahead. Okay. I love you this year, this week, and you have done nothing that has annoyed me, but I cannot wait because the fact that you're bringing this up would indicate that you do have something. Yeah, I have a little one. Actually, it's two parts, and the, they have nothing to do with one another. I just want to mention the other part. Can okay, we just so- remind people that the I love you and you're annoying is a key? The and is the key here. Of course. Because some people are new to this podcast, yeah, and they, they don't recognize but. it. There's the big difference between but, because but eliminates the first part. I love you, but now that means I don't love yes. you. Here it goes. I love you and is an extend you is an extending conversation. Yeah. So I love you and you're annoying. Yeah. So I love you and you're annoying um, because I, um, so Riley had her cheer party on Sunday and you, and she had to bring a lunch and I asked you to clean the lunch pails from the school. And then I also put her lunch pail that I made on top of that. And you literally took that lunch pail off and only cleaned their school ones and then left that on the side along with those stupid reusable toothpicks that I tell you all the time that you don't clean. You just leave them on the counter. It's really annoying. I literally cleaned it. I can see where this is annoying. And and in the same breath, is that you or me? No, it's you. (laughs) In the same breath. Oh, it is me. Yeah. Um, in the same breath, I don't even know what you're talking about on Sunday. That's the problem no, on I, Sunday, I, baby. I, I get it. That, that is annoying. And it's confusing for me because I don't actually know what you're talking well, about. Well, there was a lunch pail. Way to hold on to this for like three days. Jesus, Brittany, this is so easy for you to have just talked to me about. There was waited a lunch until pail. Wednesday to talk this, to have this That's conversation. That's what we do. Like these are a little, I love you and you're annoying. But don't so let get this it stuff linger, chest. sweetheart. It don't. didn't linger. I'm letting you know. It's been three days. I didn't even know it. Have I been like pissy for three days? Well, I haven't had sex in three days. So maybe. Oh my God. That's not why. I'm like, Hey, you, you want to go down? You want me to go down on you? No, the lunch pail. <laughs> anyways i that's really annoying obviously it's sitting right on top of the other two lunch pails and you're like well this is not what this isn't part of my job so then you just moved it you had to physically move it to get it off and so then the other thing is is like um on the same night we went over to our friend's house and then we came back home and we let the kids like have hot chocolate and stuff and i find this is like this just kind of happens like when we do something with the kids or we come home, like I made a huge charcuterie board, right, for us for us to bring mm. to the place. Mm. Then we came home and yeah. we had hot chocolate. Who cleaned that hot chocolate? I did. No, you didn't. Well, hold on a second. It sat everywhere. And I said, it you sat guys. sat there till the next day when I cleaned it. No, you didn't. Yes, Are I you did. fucking kidding I me? I specifically No, 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 no. It. Hold on. No, you did not clean it. I asked the kids to dump out their hot chocolate. They didn't. I did. Okay. And then you left literally everything else on the counter. Because I, I cleaned I may that. Have done that. You left everything else on the counter. I may have done you the counter You literally thing. dumped the hot chocolate in the sink and that's it. No, I didn't. I washed the... Maybe the, the entire counter was full of garbage and I came down the next day and I was like, the fuck? Like, there were, there were if three... I don't clean these small things, like they just sit there. They They're were annoying. No. You think that the kids did that? I did that. I cleaned their cups. I grabbed their cups. I brought them to the sink. No. I cleaned them and I put them away. No. Yes, I did. 
No, that's you why I was so. That's why I was so adamant. That's why I was so adamant about the fact that I you couldn't. Didn't. You didn't. Can we get? Can we get onto the podcast? <laughs> Go for it. Because I, I you're partially right. Because I may may have left. If there was a mess there, I may there have was. left it. But I did clean up. Just like half so of it. tunnel visioned. Yeah, that's how I, my that's how my brain works. I'm asking you to maybe see the bigger picture. If there is a mess, well, that's not how my brain works. Well, you're gonna have to readjust, adapt. It's not how my brain works. Adapt. I am adapting. The fact that I clean those things up is adapting. How? Like that's not in your makeup. Do you think that the cups just magically clean themselves? No, I clean them. No, that's you didn't what not. happens. No, you're talking it as a whole. I'm actually getting annoyed. Let's move on. <laughs> Like, what do you mean? This is how my brain works. It's like such a cop out to be like, I can't clean. Oh, I can't make lunches. No, I my brain works. So then I pick that up. I'm just asking you if you see something, if you're cleaning something and there are other things around it. Don't be like, well, fuck these things. I know exactly how my brain works in this situation. I saw those cups. I said to myself, oh, we should have cleaned those cups last night. If Brittany comes downstairs and sees these cups, these cups, she's going to say, why wouldn't you have cleaned these cups? So I grabbed the cups. I brought them to the sink. I cleaned them out. I dumped them. I cleaned them. I put them away. And I went down and started working. That's exactly what happened. And to your point, I may not have cleaned the table around it, but in my mind, I did exactly what I needed to do so that you wouldn't see it. Okay. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes. The old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks? What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. And remember, only use as directed. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. I, I wanted to tell you really quickly. I thought I'd be good on that. Really quickly, you were telling me this is a good thing. Thanks. Well, it's kind of like God. a weird backhanded call. 
<laughs> so like this morning you're telling me you had a dream. Okay. You're like, oh man, I had like a crazy dream last night. And honestly, Ryan, <laughs> anytime you're like, I have a dream in my head, I literally go, oh, because you take like 10 minutes to tell me your dream today. It was like, my dream on. is so vivid. Literally, you're telling me details that I don't care about. You're like, you know what? There was two guys. Well, maybe he was, maybe there's three. Uh, no, actually it, it was one. And then like, I think it's cause I went to high school with him, but that wasn't my high school teacher. It was actually, um, the sub, like, I don't care about that. I just want to know what the like content of the dream is today. You told me, and it was great. It was done in a minute and it was like a solid dream. But I'm telling you, any anytime you tell me a dream otherwise, you literally are like writing a detailed dissertation about the dream. And in my brain, I'm like, Brittany, don't be rude. Like, act engaged. Listen. But it's so long. It's so long. And I just like, I want to hear about your dreams, but I just don't need to hear like a 10 minute full script of them. That's all. I got it. I totally get it. The thing about my dream is, and the reason I go into such details, because I need you to understand how detailed it was you know what i mean like when i have a vivid dream and i can like see the person's skin and i can see the hair on their skin i need you to know that and i'm down for that it's the it's the details that do not matter like i don't care if it was like you're trying to tell me that it was your high school teacher and then you, in your then you say actually it wasn't my high school teacher it was actually in grade eight and then she was only my teacher for know, three months i don't care about that i know what you're talking about and then and i i'm gonna stop you for a second because i think you're you're not actually, I know the example you gave, but the example you gave is, is inaccurate. And the reason I'm, I know this is because as I'm telling the dream, the problem with dreams is they're not fluid. So you'll be in a room, totally. you'll be seeing and this and all, all of a sudden you're in a different room. Yes. And then I'm like, wait a second. I was, how did I get into that room? And so as I'm telling the story, I'm recounting the dream in my head. And then all of a sudden the dream doesn't make as much sense as and I thought fine. it did. I get it. But it's happening in real time. So when I'm auto correcting my, my pitch to you. It's because I'm actually auto-correcting. Wait a second. I wasn't there. I was here. No. How the fuck did I get there? No. That's how my brain works. I totally understand. And and dreams do that. They don't make sense. And that's fine. I'm just saying most dreams can be told in less than two minutes. And then I can be like, wow, that's fucking crazy. Because I do like hearing about dreams. Like, they're very interesting. Yeah. It just sometimes takes away from the dream when it's like you just get off on this like tangent where I'm like, I don't, I don't need to know that part. Yeah. That's all. Speaking of dreams. Let's talk about time travel because that time travel is a great, is a great dream. We have been, we have been recently watching, we're on season two because it just released season two, Yeah, season two just released of a TV show called, um, the Lazarus project, the Lazarus project. Now, if you have not seen the Lazarus project season one, it's probably one of the best written TV shows. British TV is the best TV. It's so good. There's a distinct reason why American TV steals British TV on a regular basis. But let me say this about British TV. The thing I like about British TV over American TV, and we talked about this numerous times, is they get great actors. Regardless of what they look like. It doesn't matter what they look like. They get great actors. Where here in the United States, typically you'll take a role that was a UK role and you'll put it with a face that looks like a million dollars. Yeah. Not necessarily. Not always the best choice. Not necessarily the one with the best chops. Yeah. But the one that looks the part the best. Mm Mm-hmm. Where in, in the UK, they just pick the best actors yeah. and they're phenomenal. But the best thing about these actors is they look like us. They yeah, look like normal relatable. human beings. They got, some of them have fucked up teeth like me. They just I, look normal. I think it's because, and that's why the shows are so good, especially the Lazarus Project, because it's like 
you're not, you often forget that you're watching a TV show. Like it almost is like you're just watching a reality show of how people are. It just, could be you. Yeah. It's like wild. what's happening on that? It could be you. But if I'm watching and I and if I'm watching a Hollywood actor, I know that will never be mm-hmm. me because it's not me. But if the person just looks normal like me, I'm like, that could be me. Do you want to give a rundown of what? Yeah. The so the about? Lazarus Project and I'm not going to get into the the, de- the Lazarus Project. Lazarus. There you go. Yeah, well, you know, words are hard, Brittany. The Lazarus. <laughs> I, you made fun of me literally like 10 seconds into the podcast because yeah, I was fucked you. up and now you can't take it? I don't want to take it. Oh my God. I can take it. I just don't want okay. to. Anyways, <laughs> I'm feeling like such a gaslighter today. You are. Oh, anyways, uh, so the Lazarus there you go. project is about time travel mm-hmm. ultimately because I believe the uh, Greek Lazarus is a time traveler. Lazarus. Lazarus. <laughs> There's a show. It Anyways, starts with an L A Z. Basically, there's this secret if. organization. <laughs> there's a secret organization that knows about time travel. And what has happened is they are able to um like there's been a loop. There's a right? Like there's a disturbance in the fur in the for in the force. <laughs> there's a disturbance. <laughs> there's a disturbance. There's a particular in time. day. There's a particular day every year that mm-hmm. you can go back to. Mm-hmm with this machine it's like a jump so so let's say it's a jump so let's say it's june 1st which is your birthday let's say june 1st is the jump date Mm -hmm. anything that happens after june 1st if the world comes to an end they can reset it and go back to june 1st right if it's june 2nd you only get one day yeah so the idea is you can go almost 365 days and then if something bad happens, you have to redo that whole year because the loop date is the first. Right. So basically the organization is is there to like prevent mass terrorism and like stuff like that. And anytime like anytime the world ends. Yes, they can redo it. They, as long they as go the, they go back. Right. And now however many days, weeks or month in between the reset date and the day that that the world it, ended. They have that much time yes. to figure it out over and over and over and over and over again until they However, figure it out. However, like the next day, then it just becomes that is the new checkpoint. Right. So it's not like that that year happens anyways. And they take this serum and everybody in the organization, if they take the serum, is privy to the information about the loops. Otherwise, everyone else doesn't realize right. that it started over again. And so, they could live this, they live these years like over and over and over again until the Lazarus Project fixes whatever the catastrophe is and they're none the wiser right. like everybody else doesn't know so it's all of so us good. all of us human beings have been in time loop the idea is we've all been in time loops but we never remember the time loops so you take the serum mm-hmm. you remember every time loop that has ever existed right. in your life so you it's know wild so you now remember all of the different variations of your life that mm-hmm. you have lived inside those one year time loops or days time loops or whatever the case may be and so um there's a couple on the show that are like together and now they're, we don't want to give anything away, but they're kind of, one of them is questioning like the idea of fate. Like, were they actually destined to be together or yeah. was it just like right, right place, right time? Well, the story starts with a couple. The story starts with a couple, the main character who's now no longer the main character, which is another reason why I love British mm-hmm. television. The main character who's not the main character anymore, who's kind of a main character. The story starts with him and his girlfriend and they go through life and then all of a sudden something happens and he wakes up and he remembers what happened. Mm-hmm. And he's not supposed to remember what happened. Anyways, long story short, when he takes the serum, he remembers the 20 different times that him and his wife, now fiance, mm-hmm. whatever, met. Mm-hmm. He remembers it all. And so long story long, she then takes the serum years later and now she remembers all the variations. And 
only one time in mm-hmm. that time, in the times that they've met, only one time did it work out. And it worked out the same time in the same year that the loop got closed, mm-hmm. meaning they lived out the rest of their lives. But in the 20 times prior, it never worked out for them. So, and she, so she's really questioning, like, are we supposed to, are we actually supposed to be together? Or is this just like a blender of randomness? Like, and that's just that, that one, that loop was the one that stuck. It, like, it was the one that stuck. So we it, started, well, I don't want to give too much away yeah. of the show, but then we really started talking about like the idea of soulmates and fate. we had a podcast on soulmates and you were absolutely for soulmates and I was against well, it. Well, no, hold on. I didn't, I said, I do believe in soulmates, but like plural, I didn't say one. I said plural. Yeah, because I remember because Jake cut it really awesome when I said, I don't think we're soulmates. And then you're like, you don't. And then my eyes went to the left and to the right. I remember how Jake cut that promo. I was like, oh, no, but I get it. I think it's hard because we go through like different, at least I do. I go through different emotions where there are some days where I'm like, no, like I was supposed to be here at this time, like going back to fate, maybe not soulmates. Um, And it's the idea of it. Everything happens for a reason. I don't know if I particularly believe that. I think that anymore, anymore. Yeah. Like, I think that there are times where I'm like, yeah, no, I I do still say this. Like, I think I was supposed to be here for whatever reason that is. I don't know if it was predetermined, but that's my life now. And I have the option to go from there. However, I go from there. But it's wild to think about because some people are very much like, no, this is predestined. Like I'm supposed to meet this person. I'm supposed to be here. But this show really makes you think about, well, yeah, on this timeline, you're supposed to. But what happens if it was going to go this way? Because you see this girlfriend, you don't even know, like she had other options and you don't know that. It was just, it's so wild. Yeah, she, said, my brain. she said this this time we met happened 20 times and 19 of the 20 times I ended up with another Somebody person. Somebody else. Yeah. And, and so this one time, are you saying that fate had it so that we finally, yeah. finally met or, when it was supposed to? Or was it just that we met this time and time moved on? It's wild. And so the whole idea behind it is, and this is what I, and we, Uh, the reason we're having this conversation because it really triggered us because we had this conversation about soulmates (laughs) and she said, is it fate? Is it soulmates? Or is it that we have been programmed and I don't mean matrix programmed. We've been programmed to recognize that we want order in our lives. And when things line up in a way that makes it make sense, we can kind of just say, Oh, it was supposed to be, we lean into those things. And so that's why I was saying to you, like, do I believe that we're perfectly matched for each other? Yeah, I believe like 98% we're perfectly matched for each other. And I'm not suggesting that there's someone that's 100% for me. No. But I'm suggesting that there's probably more than 100 people that would be 95% yeah. matched for me. And I happen to meet you at the right time in my life when I was looking for a match. Right. And same with me. Right. And well, obviously. I was just waiting for you. Obviously. And so I'm saying like, I look at, <laughs> I'm ready. I look at our lives and I say, Hey, we, we have, we decided at some point in time that we were ready to, to find a partner and have a partner. And you came into my life at the right time in the right place. And if we look at our history, your mom and your dad's first house was across the street from my mom and yeah. my dad's first house. And your mom and your dad's last house was across the street from my mom and my dad's last house, which is how we met. You would think, wow, universe really wants us to get together. Your parents, your parents go to, um, your parents go to Edmonton. My parents go to Barrie. You think they're right beside each other. Then they separate and then they come back and they're across the street from each other again. You think, oh man, the universe really wants Brittany and Ryan to get together. 
Riley or Cooper are destined to save the entire planet. No, this 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 isn't John Connor. This isn't the movies. This isn't the Terminator. Maybe we are getting closer to AI. Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. Cooper or Riley is designed to save the world, but I don't think so. Yeah, it's bizarre. I don't think so. But I started asking you about time travel because I'm like, well, do you believe in different like multiverses? Because we also watched Loki. That's an amazing show as well. Mindfuckery. It's so good. Time travels. But they but they talk about timelines and different timelines and like time loops. Different versions of yourself in different ways. And and I do think that there is something to be said about like anytime I experience deja vu and like you know those deja, deja vu deja vu. You know when you experience deja vu when it's like the one thing happens, but then like it keeps happening, and then like everything is so, like it's not just once, and then you say it, and we're like, oh my god, and then the person's like, then I did I do this, and you're like, fucking yeah, you did. Like it's so weird, but those are the moments that I truly feel like you said this is like this is where I'm supposed to be, but I feel like it's like either I was I already did this, like maybe this is a loop, or there is like another multiverse that's kind of experiencing this this linear timeline is me and then like dips off somewhere else. But the, like we have met, we have crossed paths because I don't understand deja vu. It's the weirdest experience. And frankly, that's the only logical explanation. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. So you had asked me the question, what, what do I believe? And I truly believe one of two things. And this is, it's going to sound weird, but I believe one of two things. We are either living in the actual matrix and we are a simulator. And by the way, <laughs> mathematically, I don't know why that's funny. Mathematically speaking, you would think it actually is in more, it is more probable that we are a simulator. We are in the simulation than that, that we're not mathematically speaking. If you look at the universe as a whole. But I don't actually necessarily believe we're in the Matrix. But like the Peripheral Show, that's another really good one. Uh, n- n- kind yeah. of, but n- kind of, but no, we're in a simulation. Um, Which is the Peripheral? No, no, the the, the Peripheral is on multiple timelines. No, overlapping timelines. Yeah, and they're able to go in between them. So like fifty years ahead of, and fifty years back. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I believe one of two things. We are either in the matrix, we are in a simulator, and we don't realize that we're the Sims, and there are people that are clearly watching us just operate our lives like a video game. The Truman Show? No, more like the Sims, the game, than the Truman Show. Um, I believe that, or I believe that time travel has been figured out, Mm -hmm. and we are in a loop. Mm. That's what I believe. Interesting. We are in a loop, though. 
we are in, I don't know, whenever time, because here's the thing about time travel. If you actually think about time travel, the moment time travel exists, near, now you're dealing with two different timelines and you mm-hmm. will always be dealing with two different timelines. They can't just stop the world from happening unless time travel happens and literally we all just explode. My brain hurts. Let's move so on. So let's say, for instance, you you decide that you're going to create a time travel machine. No, I get Believe it. Believe it or not, didn't think you were capable of doing that. Sorry, but you don't seem to be that type of uh, mind. But if let's say, for instance, you figured out time. <laughs> And you created it. And Jake and I are having a conversation and you go into the other room, Fuck close you, the I'm door do it now. and you travel back in time. What happens I wouldn't to, bring you. What happens to Jake and I? Do we just cease to exist? No, we continue having our conversation as while we're having our conversation, you go back into the future, the go into the past, right? You go back into the past and now you've created an alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you. So there's now two timelines. So I believe when it comes to like, everyone's like, oh, you know, the, the Nelson Mandela effect, mm-hmm. the Mandela effect. I believe that there is something that's happened and I believe it's happened and and I believe it's coming up and I believe that we're now on that loop. Wow. And the reason I say that is because if you look at the Mandela effect that occurred, it all seems to have happened in like the eighties. Like the people who lived in the eighties, people who lived in the eighties are the people. And obviously if you were alive in the eighties, all seem to have like the Berenstein bears, the monopoly situation, like all of that, that group of people, Mm -hmm witness it and i don't feel like new generations yeah. have the mandela effect the way that we did who lived in the 80s and 90s but let me challenge that for a second challenge it because is that the case is it just us or is it like the generations before didn't have a way to understand and communicate like social media to be like hey i thought you grew up like this like if you had this conversation with somebody before social media then it would be like, I'm talking to my neighbor and he would have recalled something different. Whereas like now you're watching a TikTok video and you see thousands of people being like, that's what I remember. And then somebody else is like, well, that's not what I remember. And like, you're now fully aware where I still think it was happening back then. They just didn't have the means to communicate globally. There's a, there's a whole world in the sixties that believe that, um, uh, Paul McCartney died. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're getting off track. Though. Did you Can know that? You- can you talk about um, the parenting thing? Because I want to end with that, with Coop. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about dumb kids in winter Oh, edition. yeah, you can say that too. Sure. Can we just talk about how dumb kids are in the winter? <laughs> sure. So, and I mean this because I was the dumb kid. Tell me one thing you did as a kid for the sake of being cool that was so stupid now that you're an adult. And I'll, and I'll go first if you want me to. I didn't really do things as as a kid. Like I told you in high school, I wore a jean skirt and Uggs and minus 20 because I wanted to look cute. That's dumb. But it wasn't like kid kid. You were like, you're talking about elementary. No, I mean, I mean, in general. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, well, I want to wear stupid. this. So fuck the weather. <laughs> so my sister, Laura, had a pair of tree torns, tree torns, tree tones. Tree- I, don't, I don't even know what that is. Tree torns. There, there were shoes that were really popular in the early 90s. Okay. Anyway, she had these shoes and she loved these shoes and she was cool because she had these shoes. Well, she wanted to go to school and my mom wanted to put boots on her because she needed boots in the winter. And we live in Southern Ontario, which is cold and it snows. And Laura did not want to wear boots. She wanted to wear her shoes. So instead, what Laura wore was, and I kid you not, there's a photo of her. She wrapped her shoes in Zayers bags. So okay. to, in order to look cool, you wrapped your shoes in Zayers which bags. Which inadvertently made you look not cool. Which made you look not cool. Just because you didn't want to wear boots. Me, I didn't want to wear a toque. Okay. And I was adamant I don't want to wear a toque. Because back in the day, I used to pull my hair back, slick it, and then push it forward like it was a nice wave. 
and I would hammer it with gel and I did not want my hair to move. How I old was, were you? This was in 1995, 96. So I would have been 10 or 11, maybe 12. It doesn't really matter. I don't want to get to the details because it's not important, Brittany. Um, but anyways, I did well, not want my 12th birthday. So maybe was I like, did not want to like carry the one. I did not want my hair to move. And so I was adamant about it. My mom's like, all right, fine. You're going to, you're going to get frostbite. And I'm like, whatever. Right. And so I did, I got frostbite <laughs> on my ears and I remember sitting at the dinner table and my right ear was massive. It was huge. And I think I talked about this the other day on the podcast and I turned my head and I was eating like this and my dad was sitting there, but I didn't want anyone else to notice. And my dad's like, Hey, Hey Dumbo, can you pass me the X, Y, and Z? Cause he saw my ear was mm-hmm. huge. And I think to myself, man, that's so stupid. So I'm at school drop off the other day and I see this girl and you talk about Uggs, but, um, uh, Flip-flops are really big. I don't know what kind Crocs. of flip The Crocs, but there's also... Birkenstocks. They're like Birkenstocks. Mm-hmm. So this girl's got her high socks and she's wearing these Birkenstocks. And in her hands, in her hands... Our boots. Are snow boots. It's snowing. Yeah. It's snowing. Her socks are wet. Her shoes are wet. In her hands are her snow boots. And I know her mom, I know her mom made her wear those boots when she walked out the door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why they're in her hands, because she got around the corner and she switched her, her feet to the Birkenstocks. How stupid is that? It's so bizarre. Like, we're just, we're really willing to sacrifice our well-being for fashion. And then there's this kid who's trying to be funny, and he's, and he's got his t-shirt on, and he's got his pants on, he's taking his, he's taking his jacket off, he's got his gloves off, he's got his hat off, he's got everything mm. off, his snow pants off, and he's doing snow angels. Mm. And everyone's laughing at him, and he thinks he's great, and I'm like, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. You are going to be so cold. That was like today. When you go into the school, and you thaw, that snow is going to be, be going to become wet, and you're going to be wet all day, and then you're going to come back outside, and now it's not going to be funny. There's Johnny? a there's a grade eight today who was wearing basketball shorts and sunglasses and uh, a long sleeve shirt. And like I, I do want to be careful because there is a possibility that perhaps this child doesn't have access to snow pants or a snowsuit or whatever. So like I think we just need to be mindful of that because we could be like, you're an idiot, but maybe they're not. Maybe they don't I have saw that. this kid take his stuff off and do no, it. No, no, that's different. But I'm just like I'm not talking about sunshine and in shorts. I'm talking about Johnny. Sunshine and shorts. Sun, sunglasses and Johnny. Okay. So, yes, I agree. They're dumb. So, you want to uh, talk yeah, about the Cooper Cooper. Stitch? Cooper. So, last night, Cooper and I were doing some arts and crafts while you were away. And or at least cheer. At cheer, yeah. And I'm making him dinner, and he's got his Play-Doh out, and he wanted me to make him a car. And so, I had just made him a car earlier. And so, I said to him, I'm like, well, Cooper, why don't you try to make a car? He says, I don't know how to make a car. And I'm like, well, why don't I show you how to make a car? And he's like, I don't want to know how to make a car. I want you to make me a car. Mm -hmm. And I said, Cooper, I've already made you a car. Now I want to show you how to make a car. It's more important that you know how to make this car than it is to know that I can make you a car. I know I can make you a car. You know I can make you a car. Let me teach you how to make you a car so that- (laughs) Why don't you say make you a car one more time? So that we can learn other things. Right. And he was so mad at me. He was so pissed off at me because I refused to make him this car. And so I sat him down yesterday. Now, some people won't agree with this. And I'm, and this isn't a male, female. This isn't a whatever. This is a rhinostomy to his son. And I'm sure there's, this radiates with a lot of other people. I said, Cooper, you know, you, you really love your mom, right? And he's like, yeah, because he had told me that he loves you more than me. That's how it all started. And he's like, you know who I love more than anybody? And I'm what like, a dick. Me? He's like, no, mom. And I said, you love your mom because she cuddles you, she hugs you, she kisses you, she protects you, she tells you how much she loves you. Yes, 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 yes. And he's like, 
I said, that's your mom's job. Your mom's job is to, you need to know that if you need anything, love this, 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 that's your mom's job. And she does a really good job at that job. Me and my job, my job is to make sure that you can live without me. That's my job. My job is to teach you the lessons that you need to learn. Know that I'm always going to be there for you. Know that I'm always going to protect you. Know that I'm always going to be available for you when you need it. And you also said, like, I also do all I of said, the other things. And, as well. and that's what I said to him. I'm like, does your dad hug you? He said, yes. Does your dad tell you he loves you? Yes. Does your dad, does your dad say he's proud of you? He said, yes. I said, I do all those same things. I said, but sometimes I'm hard on you. And he said, yes. I said, that's because I need to make sure that I'm teaching you how to live without me. Yeah. And I get that. And what I was going to add to that when you were telling me about this is that like, yes, I agree, but I also think it's like a mother to a son. Like there is that unconditional, whatever motherly bond. Sure. But I think we as moms and parents in general need to like when, when a kid gets a certain age, you got to stop doing everything for them because I watched this video the other day and it's this guy and he's talking about how it's like, oh, my wife, um, like I helped my wife with whatever it was. And like, I didn't get any like, um, acknowledgement or something. And it's no his, sex. I get it. Been no, there. no, no, no. It's, it's himself and playing himself. Like it's, he's the therapist. Right. And joking. then the therapist is like, well, the task that you helped her with was it a task that you guys predetermined that was her chore slash responsibility or was it a communal chore and he was like well i don't know like i guess it's both and so then he was said why the fuck would she thank you for that when it's not helping it's just part of your duty and so then like as a partnership in your in your home whatever it was and so then the comments were going off and like people were like blah 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 um but it was like somebody said you know we need to start teaching our sons specifically that like they need to learn these things they need to learn how to cook they need to learn how like the responsibilities to like clean up after yourself because when they get older it's a whole bunch of like gen z right now who is like you know like they're lazy they're not doing anything it's blah 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 and unfortunately it's because of their upbringing they're they're made to learn like they're they're taught Unloading the dishwasher, cleaning up after yourself, making your bed is helping. It's not helping. It's your responsibility in the home that you're in. So it's like we have to cut off that generational education of thinking that it's helping. It's not. You have to take accountability for your own stuff. And if you don't, and so this, I was going back to Cooper, like I need him to have some independence now. Like I don't mind helping him. Of course, I love to help the kids, both of them. But like, he wants me to get him changed. Fuck that. Like, go get your own clothes. You are fully capable. And I don't mean like every single day. There's obviously times where maybe he's having a meltdown. Like I can help him. But if you do everything for your kids, you are not helping your kids. Like, no, you're not helping <clears throat> your kids. Your kids have to learn that at some point in time, they got to take over. Right. Yeah. They, they do. I, I wrote this. put it so dramatically as you like, you have to know how to do this when I'm dead. <laughs> not dead. Not dead. When I'm but, gone. But at some point in time, when he leaves this house, I agree. He needs to. I don't mean to say he needs to be a man. He needs to be an adult. I, I agree. He needs and, to know how to make a car. God, <laughs> just make a car from scratch. That's that well, that was what you were doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we played it. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know how to make a car. Does that not make me an adult? Um, but I was. I wrote this. Uh, I wrote this actually November fourteenth. So I wrote this a little while ago. I said, and whatever. Again, this is don't, 
This is not a male, female. This is a Ryan Ostafi. I've come to realize that me as a father, the way I look at my life is being a father to Riley, my daughter, is knowing that one day, like, here's what I wrote. Being a father to a daughter is knowing that the work that I do will eventually be replaced by another person, another Mm -hmm. man, another somebody, right? It is my responsibility to make sure that I'm the best version of myself so that Riley chooses the best version for herself. Mm -hmm. I will literally show Riley what it's like to be in a relationship with a man or a woman that loves, respects, trusts, and looks after and protects them. Yeah. And I think that's my job for Riley. You also show that in how you treat me with you. Yeah, exactly. So Riley sees how I treat you. And hopefully she looks at that and says, that's what what I I deserve. That's what I deserve. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. And I have to be responsible for that with respect to Cooper being the father to a son is knowing that you're creating your replacement. You're, you're, you're creating you. And so being the best version of yourself makes that him the best version of himself. Cooper needs to see how I treat you so that he treats his wife or his partner with respect, with love, with all of these things. And so for me, it's like, I'm going to be replaced by Riley's choice and Cooper's going to be someone's choice. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's really, it's really sad, but it's important to know. And that's why when, when he's upset at me, I say, listen, Cooper, my job how, how I see it is different than the way that your mom sees her job. You're not going to always like the way that I parent you because I'm going to be a little hard on you. I'm going to make you do things that you don't want to do because I know you're capable of them. Yeah. And I need to know that you're capable of doing it when I'm not here. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, if you really think about it, it's also my job because you're saying you are, you are raising him to be the best version of himself, to replace you, to be somebody's partner. And I'm raising him to make sure that Whoever does be with, like, whether that's a woman, a man, whatever, he also is a good partner and he knows that he can't expect his partner, me, to do everything for right. him. So we are on the 100%. same page. We're on the same page. It's just slightly different. And I'm, and, and maybe because of the testosterone that's running through my body, I am a little bit more, I lean into it a little bit more. And I'm the bad guy a little bit more than I, than it's I so would like to be. funny you say that because I feel like I'm way harder on the kids than you are. You're, you're getting much better, but you'll be like, let's go get some toys. Because I, I'm, I'm, I've got like, a, you guys are getting fucking anything. So I had a mentor of mine one time. He taught me this and we can end on this because we're, we're running, we're running a little overtime on this. He said to me, Ryan, you can trust me to be two things. I'm going to be the biggest cheerleader for you ever. And I'm going to be the guy that kicks you in the ass. Yeah. And the reason I'm going to be the guy that kicks you in the ass is, is because I love field? you. Was no. that the, oh I thought no. we were talking about that coach that was like no you were you're shitty I'm not coaching you because you're an asshole he didn't say I was shitty he said I'd never play yeah for he was you like here's number forty one <laughs> no he said I will be your biggest cheerleader <laughs> and I will be the guy that kicks you in the ass when you need it because I love you yeah I get it and I got it yeah. I understood it and that's what I am I am with our kids mm-hmm. I am their biggest cheerleader you can admit there's nobody that cheers harder for our kids than us and I I do kick them in the ass yeah you got to be. A mirror and a shadow. Yeah. Ooh. A mirror never lies. It shows you the truth and a shadow will never leave. What? Did you just come up with that? I read it somewhere a while ago. Oh, I'm glad you did. Cool, eh? Yeah. Say it again. I don't know. (laughs) You need to be a mirror and a shadow. A mirror will never lie. It'll show you the truth and a shadow will never leave you. Oh, fuck. That's so deep. All right. Boop, 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 boop. Amazing. I'm a saint from my soul. I, 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 I
Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. 